On this week's episode, we try not to roll our eyes too hard while we tell you about the vampire clan killings of Florida. Then we review the 2002 movie Vampire Clan. So once you're done hanging that upside down cross, meet us in the pod shed. We're drinking the blood of our sires and talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah this is your host b another one another one episode 52 welcome everybody Woo, 42 52. how how are you doing oh man we're both exhausted but we're here and it's a sunday we're on a sunday we're in the pod shed Hell the yeah. weather is beautiful it is. i know it's tricking me into thinking it's almost fall i know that It'll probably come back and smack us in the mouth with like 100 degree temps. But yep. right now, it feels like fall might be the here soon. The rest of the week's looking real good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. We knocked on wood. Yeah. Mm, I don't want to jinx it, but it's looking real nice. Let's see. This weekend, you went to your parents' house. We were just talking about that. Everything went good. So one thing I did leave out because I wanted to save it for the podcast Ooh. is after the comedy show... Um, we had felt so old at the bars going out prior to the show that we're like, fuck it. We're definitely not bar. So because we're picking up mid conversation. Yeah. So you and your husband took advantage of having babysitters in the form of your parents and you guys went out on a date. Yes. Saw a comedy show, went out to the bars, Mm -hmm. old as fuck. Old as fuck. So we're like, instead of continuing to go out and spiraling and knowing that my dad's birthday party is the next day, we're like, fuck it. Let's go get some street meat. So yes. we got some euros. Delicious. Back to the room. And my husband puts on motherfucking monk. Yes. How romantic. Yes. In bed, blackout drunk, yes. with our street meat, watching monk. And we both passed out. We're so mad because we don't know who did it. Like, That's what so week funny. we didn't solve it. That's so funny. <laughs> Last we remember, the husband had had the wife's body cremated because he didn't want it to get toxology reports or whatever. Incredible. Because he's like, he oh, her. we're both like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. It's a super romantic night with my husband. You guys are going to just have to really amp up the monk watching to see if you can get that episode again. I know. <laughs> There's so many episodes of the classic TV show Monk. Uh, so I wanted to save that for the podcast. That and is amazing. Today is my dad's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Today. Big Don. Today. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday, dad. And it's grandparents day. So oh, that works out. That was perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, This week, I was just super busy at work, but I did do something I've been putting off for years. Years. I went to the dentist. Oh, <gasps> amazing. Because I ate a filling uh, a couple, like oh. two weeks ago when I was drunk. Oh, I think I didn't eat the whole thing. It, part of it broke off. Yeah. And I noticed it the next day and I was like, oh, fuck. Now I'm your husband. It's his fault. He now I you. have to go to the dentist. Oh. But um, I always have this irrational fear that my teeth the, are rotting yep, out. They're going to pull them all. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to pull them all out. And I'm going to have to get dentures. You're fine. And the dentist is like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you would know. Mm-hmm. He's all, you just need a cleaning and the filling. That you ate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, your teeth are fine. They're great. So that was good news. That is. I love that. So let this be a message to everybody. If you're putting it off, don't just be go. scared. Just go. Just it's go. not going to be that bad. Right. 
I don't know where that fear comes from. I think it's just because I knew I put it off for so long. Yeah. That I was like, well, at this point, right. my teeth are all rotten. For me, it's not fear. I'm just fucking lazy. I'm like one thing at a time. Like, give me a year to do a physical. Give me a year to get my eyes checked. Give me a year to get my pussy looked at. Give me a year to check my mouth out. Like, I, I can't do it all in a year. I know. It's a lot of maintenance. By the time you do it all, it's been eight years and it's time to cycle back through again. Seriously. <laughs> That's so funny. When you're ancient like us. So I do have some news for you. Hit me. Our listen, listening, listeners. Listeners? Listenership. Our listen count. Is up over 140% on Apple. Stop. I swear to God. How, How did you even figure this out? So I know how to check our Apple stuff. It's just we had no movement on Apple ever. So I just have it never really since. checked it. Um, I told you that bad publicity was going to come. Well, out. no, we are <laughs> ranking at a high four star review because we have a solid. We have a bunch of five star reviews and then we have one <laughs> one star review that brings our average down to four. Incredible. So if you guys could hit up Apple, even if you're listening on like Spotify or whatever, if you go to Apple and just give us some five star reviews, we would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast. But I was so excited that people are even listening on Apple. Right. We are mainly a Podbean Spotify situation. Yeah. But it's something's happening on Apple. People found us on Pandora. Well, guess what? Well, we're also on like Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio and stuff, but it's mainly Spotify and Podbean is where we get most of our listens. But Apple does tell us what countries listen to us. We're mainly a US-based listeners, but I just want you to know, B, that people are listening in Canada, the UK, and Australia. Because those are our people! Fucking alcoholics. I I know. I know. So there you go. Wow. There's my good Apple news. I'm excited. Those are great (laughs) fans to have. Yeah. So please leave us a five-star review on Apple. We would appreciate it. And um, we, I got a few really sweet DMs. I died. On Instagram. I I sent you a couple. And then I had like another one, I think, that I did. I had like an out-of-body experience. So I don't have their um, IG handles, but I'll just go by their first names because they sent me DMs. Because we're best friends now. They'll know who I'm talking about. Big thank you to Christy, big thank you to Megan, big thank you to Heather, and big thank you to Jake. Yeah. Not from State Farm. (laughs) But big thank you, guys. These people all sent us really sweet, impassioned DMs. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate it. Incredible. I love that one of them referenced that they're also part of an MMB. Yes, that's Megan. Yeah. Uh Megan and her sister are an MMB. Yeah, an MMB duo. And then one of them, I don't know who it was, talked about how even though they don't agree with our politics, they still find us like entertaining and enjoy us. And my response to you was that makes it even more of a compliment. Right. That you don't agree with us and you still come back to fucking listen to our dumbasses. You still listen to us. Pretty incredible. And that's the world should be. Yep. So thank you guys for your sweet messages. Thank you for anybody who's been interacting on Instagram in general. We always, always appreciate it. Um, I have a couple of updates. Anything you want to talk about first? Nope. So did you see that one of our Slenderman killers is being released in 60 days? Not in 60 days, but we have talked about this. I saw it on Daily Mail. We didn't have the time frame yet. So um, Brittany from the Creep End podcast sent me a screenshot of she's actually Anissa. Yeah. Is actually getting released in the next 60 days from her mental health care facility. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So good luck, I suppose, if the experts say she's good enough to be released. You know, that happened when they were like 12 years old. Obviously, a lot of mental health issues. Right. Maybe with uh, time and maturity and age and medication. Absolutely. She'll be good to go. Right. We can hope. We hope can only for the hope, most. Uh, hope for, for the most. Hope for the most. <laughs> hope for the most. <laughs> Best and most. I want all of it. And <coughs> two reviews on things I've started watching. I tried to watch Love Island, the UK version. It mm. was not good. Mm. But I started on like the first season. Okay. And I think it's just really dated. Okay. Because it started a, a while ago, and it's very, like, early Jersey Shore kind of trashy. Where oh, you're like, well, I might like that. I know, and Jersey Shore does have a place in my heart, but it was just... But remember, it's harder to watch that stuff now. Right. At this point That's in what life. I'm saying. Yeah, going back and watching the original Jersey, I don't know that so I So I would that. be very interested in maybe starting with, like, the newest season. Mm-hmm. And also, I've had a couple clients tell me that the Love Island American version is really good. That's shocking that our version of anything would be better than. But, they, but they've also might not have seen the UK version. True. They're only watching the American that version mm-hmm. and they really enjoy it. Okay. That's, you know, I'll keep you guys posted, updated. I'm not giving up on Love Island. I just think I need to watch some different seasons of it. Right. Because that's the same thing with. Married at First Sight, what got us hooked were the new seasons, and then we went back and watched. Like, if we would have started with the old seasons, I don't think we would have been See, as I hooked. did start with the old seasons. No, you didn't, though, because you started watching the wa- new right. seasons with me and Ben. Right, but, like, when I finally watched one all the way through, it was the first one. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think we would have ever gotten to a place Had if you I would have just started with season one. Right. I would have never picked it up, and then I would have never suggested it and to you. And then I never, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then I started watching a <laughs> docu-series on Amazon Prime, Lula Rich. It's about Lula Row, which is funny because your leggings are giving me very strong Lula Row vibes. Ooh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. Because you don't have Facebook or friends. No, right? <laughs> so Lula Recurring Ro- theme on this podcast. Yes. So Lula Row B, unfortunately, I know what it is. I wish I didn't, is um, kind of just a really successful pyramid scheme. Or as they call it now, multi-level marketing and like, MLM. Okay. But it was huge. It was like a multi-billion dollar business at, it's at its peak. It's leggings? It's like Lululemon, but like... I yeah, don't I don't know. The LuLaRoe apparently was named after the founders, like three of their granddaughters. Mm-hmm. It was like L- Lucy and another one and yeah. another one. <laughs> LuLaRoe. But yeah, it's just, it's so, these leggings was mm-hmm. is something you would definitely buy off LuLaRoe. Okay. They're like, they uh, cornered the market on that buttery, soft legging. Yeah. LuLaRoe were like the first people to do that. Okay. And then they would come out with all these like really funky, your leggings are cute. It's hard to find LuLaRoe leggings that I think are like cute. Like Ed Hardy-ish almost. Like, Very like, ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go, yeah. Very Midwestern mom mm-hmm. leggings. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just like, they took off. They were super successful. The reason you don't know about them is because they mainly sold really hard on Facebook. Okay. So like when they were selling a lot, Facebook live had just become a thing. Yeah. And these LuLaRoe sellers would get on their Facebook lives and sell this athleisure printed stuff that I would never wear, but Mm -hmm. lots of people did wear and lots of people did buy. The point is the docuseries is great. Super fascinating. 
I'm so happy I'm not the type of person to get tricked into an MLM. I know so many people in my life who have tried pyramid scheme after pyramid scheme after pyramid scheme, and it never fucking works. Okay, so somewhat related. My mom always likes to get something for Violet because, again, this is her only grandchild. She's going to be spoiled as fuck. Yeah. So her and my dad kept seeing this infomercial for these like little dog toys where the dog's supposed to like follow you around the house and bark and do tricks and this and that. It was uh-huh. like $40. Yeah. And they picked one that looked like a Maltese. They get it. It's made out of cardboard. <laughs> It's fucking for forty dollars. It's fucking cardboard with like fake tufts of fur glued Stop into the it. shape of a dog. It does nothing. It doesn't make any sounds. It does not move. What is There's not even a place about? to put batteries. Oh my god! They got duped. They got scammed <laughs> so hard. Violet still loved it. She still thinks it's cute as fuck because she didn't see the commercial to be disappointed, <laughs> and it's still new. That's so funny. But for my parents, they're like, we spent $40 on a piece of cardboard with fur. Your mom could have made it. Yeah. (laughs) And you could have made a better version. Right. (laughs) Incredible. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, my mom totally- Is it home? No. It's down down at Poppy and Emmy's? but my mom would absolutely fall in for the Lulu Rose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and they did show, so they were showing like examples of like- MLMs or pyramid schemes, anything from like Metabolife, Amway, Mary Kay is a great example, Um, the fucking leggings. And then they were just showing like quick clips of things. And I saw the nail kits that your mom bought. Ah, the stickers. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody filing their nail and I was like, I know those stickers. Uh So your mom definitely would have bought LuLaRoe she wouldn't somebody. have been a part of she it. would not have become correct a seller correct but yes for sure there are some leggings out there with like margaritas on yeah. them and your mom would have been like, like Woo, that's it this. that's the look and she would have bought you a matching pair yes and violet absolutely <laughs> so yeah lula rich on prime uh, i'm on like episode three or four it's really really good cool cool my parents did tell me big sky is coming <laughs> Yeah, that to look forward to, guys. Well, and Survivor's coming back this month, which is big in my life because it's always after Big Brother, and Big Brother's on right now. Yeah, there Mm -hmm. you go. So September twenty second, we'll have something new to watch. It's been a while since I've had something to like look forward to every week for sure. Okay, you ready to get into this week's case? Absolutely. All right. Can we just note that we're doing this on a Sunday, and I think that's amazing. Yes, but neither one of us work tomorrow. No, I know, but just because of the whole like satanic y. Oh, yeah, I guess that is true. Right? It's like a devil worshiping type of vibe. Yeah. On a Sunday. And we both um, have probably met our quota of alcohol for the weekend. So we are trying very hard to like get through this booze. Mm-hmm. But we're keeping it light because we both, B doesn't have to work tomorrow, so I don't know what she's doing, but I have somewhere to be tomorrow, so I can't drink too heavy tonight. I have trying, to drive. Yeah, trying not to be a complete lush. Try. When I say I have to drive, I mean I have to drive in the morning. I don't have to drive after this. I just have to like drive somewhere far away in the morning. So tonight we're actually trying not a new wine for the podcast, but because I think we've had this house wine before. We have. But I want to give a shout out here. Can I see? Do you still have the can? Yes. Let me give a shout out. We split a can. We normally split a bottle. So we're being very responsible. We are. This is House Wine, the limited ed- limited edition rosé bubbles, which we have had before. They're bubbly rosé. But this is their 
LGBTQIA plus <laughs> can and two dollars for every case of this wine that they sell goes to the human rights campaign. Oh, so awesome. love it. Yeah. Thanks, House Wine. And the wine is delicious. Yeah. I like this bubbly rosé. So shout out to them. Pretty color wine. Pretty color. Can, pretty color can. We got it all. Amen. And of course, as always, our drinking game. The rules are officially posted on THC Podcast on Instagram. I'll just run through them real fast. Does it count that I talked about Monk? I feel like <laughs> it I should. Say. You should take a... Uh, hey, cheers. cheers. I'll drink to that. Cheers to Monk. Oh, so there we go. We got our cheers, our Monk references. If, you cheer, if we cheers, reference Monk, reference a badass big sister, spill something, record outside of the pod shed, or reference old... THC episodes episodes all of those count for a drink of whatever you're drinking we're still waiting for B to do her mystery thing that she does and I will shout that out one day you will do it and I will remember to shout it out I just hope that you're not too fucked up when I do it but maybe, possibly yeah but that will be even funnier it will and if you don't know what we're talking about listen to last week's episode so in the spirit of the drinking game I didn't know where to put these in my notes so i'm just gonna go right off the bat and reference the three old thc episodes okay that this episode reminds me Let's of that this case reminds me of so here they are this case reminds me of episode 10 treehouse murder spree really yeah let's take a sip okay let's play along dude the, what a great episode what a shit show that movie yes. was this also gives me vibes of episode 20. Let's get basted. That was oh, our Thanksgiving episode. Okay, but oh, I can't wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this is the one that you're thinking of. Episode 28, just west of Satanic. Right. That's the obvious one. So there you go. We took three drinks with you guys. Wow. All right. I'm curious <laughs> to see how and why. Yeah. Well, I'll do the whole thing without mentioning it, and then we'll uh, we'll do a little pop quiz at the end and okay. see if you can figure out why. <sighs> this is a fun one. When you sent me the text, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm like, no way. So this episode, we are doing the Vampire Clan killings that was <sighs> led by Rod Farrell. And what movie did you watch? Vampire Clan. Vampire Clan. 2002. I cannot believe that that is a real thing. <laughs> it's a thing. real fucking thing. And it's available on Tubby and I believe Amazon Prime. Fantastic. So how about it, guys? So watch yourself some <laughs> Vampire Clan. For this case, I watched, uh, I don't know if you call it a documentary. It's I actually watch a lot of their stuff not related to this podcast. But it's a series out of England called Real Stories. Okay. And I guess maybe you could liken it to like a true life. I guess it's like a docu-series. Every episode is a different subject, Mm -hmm. but there's no reoccurring theme. It's not like a true crime thing. It's not like a family thing. But everything they talk about is is real. real. And it's like documented. So it's camera crews talking to real people. Yeah. So I watched an episode of Real Stories on this um, I listened to an episode of a podcast called Morbid, which is I've listened to before. It's very similar to our podcast to 30 year old friends doing true crime. I listened to an episode of 
one I have not listened to yet because this is our first, I guess, what you'd consider a cult case that we've ever done we've talked about it you're like at some point we're gonna have to dabble into the occult yeah Yeah, and i don't know if this counts as like a true blue cult no but it's fun but it definitely goes under the umbrella for a podcast series called cults yeah (sighs) Uh uh-oh it's our same fucking people who do serial killers who do female killers just stop being so cool guys like leave some for the rest of us how are we ever no no keep doing it because you are basically at this point (laughs) just killing the game yeah and they are single-handedly providing every all the info for our podcast so thank you so much i can't remember their host names i know i've said them before but they are ab- I know the woman's Vanessa Richardson. Okay. I can't remember the dude's name, but they are absolutely killing it at clearly, all times. Clearly. Thank God for you guys. Right. Thanks for being our backbone. <laughs> the best. And then an article from TN Horror and an article from the Orlando Centennial. Wow. And of course, Wikipedia, because you have to. We would not survive, right? We've got our backbone and our air that we breathe. That's right. <laughs> Wikipedia is everything to this podcast and life in general. Yeah. We are going to start off in Murray, Kentucky. This is smack dab in the Bible Belt of the U.S. And it is also home to multiple vampire clans. Cool. Which... Cool for you, Kentucky. Yeah. These vampire clans that we're talking about are basically like goths on steroids. Yep. It's like gothic kids times 10. Yep. And this is... It's like kids from our high school again. Yeah. Yeah. And this is taking place, I guess, but maybe a little bit more envelope pushing because they are in such a conservative Christian Absolutely. town. Absolutely. That That's is, what I'm saying. Like you pluck them out of our town yeah. and put them there. And they're so edgy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you put a vampire spin on them. Right. So their vampire like a spin <laughs> is they have multiple clans or families or whatever verb you want to use. That's not a verb. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> verb is an action word. Whatever. I'm actively a part of this family. (laughs) Whatever English grammar word you want to use to describe them. They all have similar things in common, which is they don't believe in harming people. They don't believe in killing people. Fine. Everything is consensual. Cool. And they do believe in drinking each other's blood and that human blood gives them like power. Okay. And but once again, everything is consensual. So you are drinking somebody's blood, but it's somebody who's consented to said blood drinking. I'm all for it. As long as you guys stay clean and everyone's down for it. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Who am I to judge? And of course, they have like their vampire alter egos who they identify as Mm -hmm. within their vampire culture. Right. Right. In this vampire culture, we find a girl named Sandra Gibson. She meets a boy in high school. They click. They fall in love. I think this is her pre-vampire days. They date for about a year and a half before Sandra gets knocked up. They wow. do what any good Southern couple does. You they get, get married. married. But yeah. he gets scared. They get divorced. He leaves her. Because that's better. That's clearly the best way to and go I, about I this. I think he leaves her before like, she even has the kid. Damn. So now she's a 16-year-old single mom. And in 1980, March 1980, she gives birth to Rod Farrell. Okay. That's not his full name. Did I look up his full name? Who fucking cares? No, we're going with Rod Farrell. Rod Farrell. That's all I need. Her baby Rod. They, of course, live with her parents because she is also still a, a child. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but they do go, they, they don't permanently live with her parents. It's like an on and off situation. Sometimes she can like scrap up enough money that they live independently. Yeah. She does this through sex work and through stripping. It's hard enough to be a single mom as an adult. This is a child trying to raise a child. Like right. that's fucking exhausting. And this is a child who loves vampires and loves partying. So she definitely leaves Rod with her parents for stretches of time so yeah. she can go on benders and mm-hmm. party. Rod's grandpa, a.k.a. Sandra's dad, has this like something about his job makes him have to go back and forth between Kentucky and Florida. So that's kind of where we find ourselves is kind of being with grandma and grandpa a lot, going back and forth to Florida quite a bit later on. So crazy. Like the idea of driving to another state seems so far to me. And I know it's not. It's pretty far from where they're going from Kentucky to Florida. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's not like a quick jaunt. Okay. It's a good little hefty road trip. Good. Good to know. Where was I going with this? Sorry. Oh, later on, Rod claims that his grandfather molested him when he was five. There's nothing to, to prove this. Right. Um, yeah. Of course, you want to believe all victims. Mm-hmm. And the way his life pans out, it's definitely, it's, I could definitely yeah. see it. However, Rod also claims that he witnessed his father or his grandfather um, hold a black mass, which is like, I guess, some satanic ritual Mm -hmm. in their living room. Mm -hmm. And that that also included the sexual assault of a child and a human sacrifice. Okay. Yes. You might want to take what Rod says with just maybe a grain of salt. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Who knows the truth? Because also, like, where did his mom pick it up from? Maybe she picked it up from dad who's got a little... Well, funny you should mention mom. She is brought up on charges, Sandra, of trying to elicit sex from a 14-year-old boy, I believe. But from a 14-year-old, she tries to do this through, like, writing him love letters. And she's basically trying to recruit him into her vampire clan. And she's trying... she need a 14-year-old And she's trying to fuck him. Yeah. She also is caught trying to, like, coerce other minors into, like, joining her vampire clan. So she's, you know, not on the up and up either. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole family's a little off. Rod deals with this by, as he grows up, he loves Dungeons and Dragons. Him and his friends play it. He likes the escapism Mm -hmm. of this role-playing game. And they Mm -hmm. even, like, take what they play on the board and then they go out in the woods and play it, which, nothing wrong with that. No. In 1991, his mother, Sandra, discovers a role-playing game that's similar to Dungeons and Dragons, but it's vampire-themed. It's called Masquerade. Okay. And... This is Rod and his friend's new favorite game, but Rod takes it very seriously. So him and his friends at this point are like LARPing. They're dressing up as vampires and creating like vampire characters to do this role playing game. But Rod's just taking it to that extra level. Like he's dead serious about this shit. He is not just playing around. Right. In 1995, Sandra remarries a man who is a drug dealer. Fantastic. This guy introduces Rod to a lovely combination of hard drugs and like satanic rituals. Oh, that's that's what every boy needs growing up. I definitely want to take a pause and talk about Satanism as in like being this is not the same thing as being a member of the satanic 
temple or the, right. sa- the church of Satan, satanic temple. I've actually looked into that and I've decided I'm not religious. That might be the religion if you forced me to go into one. You guys should really check out the official satanic temple and what they stand for, which is basically mind your business. Don't harm other people. Don't judge other people. And, and if you do. <laughs> no, there's there's no there's nothing. No there's no just, no. I'm sure there is if you go deep into it. But it's basically just like, you know, you're in charge of yourself. No one has the right to like impose themselves on you. And you don't have the right to impose yourself on others. Okay. And take care of yourself and take care of your community. Done. And be a good person because you should be a good person and not because there's some higher being in the sky that you believe in that you're trying to get brownie points with right just do it for you just do it because Mm -hmm. being a good person is what you should be doing that's enough so the official like satanic temple is something i can probably get down with Mm -hmm. that's not what these people are doing these people are doing something else they're doing like the weird horror movie version of like satanic rituals and blah 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 this is also in the height of satanic panic so all this shit is real like crazy and envelope pushing and dark and kind of twisted and again we're mixing it with like hard drugs right i think it's worth mentioning so i think last week we talked about nick building the coffin Mm -hmm. he put an upside down cross on it nice and a couple people commented like what's with the upside down cross and i'm like well clearly you're not up to your occult that's right shit like get it together and you know who would love that rod he okay. is into all that shit he has lots of occult shit on his walls including his upside down crosses thank you rod he loves this shit and he's uh getting into you know just kind of dark stuff in general from music to video games to role playing to literature to art he's into that dark stuff yeah which again us as teenagers we're you know we're not this hardcore like rod is we're not obsessive but you know we were listening to like marilyn manson and dressing like goths and friends with goths obsessed as we were with buffy the vampire slayer you'd think we would yes absolutely we live breathe die by that so just like our uh what was it memphis memphis three the just west of satanic episode yeah it's in this time period and this area of the world, it's very like scary and envelope pushing yeah. and crazy. But to B and I, we can empathize a little bit with what these guys are into. Again, not as extreme, <coughs> but you know, yeah, in the same family, I would say, yeah, for sure. Horror movies, and absolutely, all that fun stuff. Now, Rod's ready to take his vampirism up a level and he meets a kindred spirit in a boy a guy named Jaden okay Jaden is the leader of a local clan called the vamps wow they hit it off right away Jaden takes Rod under his wing and even sires Rod Mm -hmm. in a blood drinking ritual in a cemetery where they drink each other's blood awesome and that's how Rod becomes an official vampire. Totally. This is sort of the father figure he's always wanted, even though they're close to the same age. <laughs> Jaden's a little bit older. I was going to ask. No, but this is the father-son relationship, that sire, yes. baby vampire relationship. Very father I'll and son. show you the way. Absolutely. 
This might be a great time to mention that at some point when Jaden was a toddler, or not Jaden, when Rod was a toddler, when he was around two years old, he had some sort of disease. What oh. was it? Who knows? Listen to one of the. Have it anymore? Listen to one of the sources I gave you. Yeah. No, it was like a. It was just like a weird thing when he went through when he was a toddler. Yeah. It's like some kind of weird sickness. Okay. But it can lead to like brain issues. It yeah. can lead to major personality disorders. Gotcha. It can even lead to like schizophrenia yep. and like panic episodes. Kay. And when you like detach from reality and uh-huh, rage issues uh-huh. and all this shit. So whether or not. Rod suffers from those things because he had this disease as a toddler or it might have nothing to do with it. It is to be noted that he had a thing when he was a toddler that could have possibly affected his brain. It is worth being noted. Like you said, there's always some link to the past of there either being trauma or Head illness trauma, or undiagnosed this sexual that. assault. There's something abuse. Yeah. Rod is now getting even darker and darker, even for like Jaden and the Vam. Well, he's officially in now. He's yeah. officially in, but he's just getting harder to deal with. Okay. His issues and his personality issues and his rage issues and how like how dark of stuff he's getting into. He's just getting harder to like be around. Yeah. This comes to a head when they're out on a walk and they find trigger warning for animal abuse for the rest of the episode. They find a stray kitten and they're kind of like holding it and passing it around. And the kitten claws at Rod and he snaps and he slams the kitten up against a tree Uh -uh. multiple times until he kills it. Right. That's the final straw for Jaden. Because you're not supposed to harm other creatures in the vamp world. And also it's just like a scary, sick thing to do. Right. So Jaden kicks him out of the clan. Yeah. Rod's clanless now. Oh, oh dear! Spiraling. He starts his own clan, of course. Called what to do? Called the Vampire Clan. They got to work on their vampire names a little bit, just a little bit. The clan names. Of course, at this point, Rod is now identifying as a 500-year-old vampire named Vasalgo. Vas- Vasalgo. Oh, okay, Val. Val. <laughs> yeah, are you trying to give me an out for having to say that name ever again? Thank you, I appreciate it. He's a 500-year-old vampire. Wow. He has his own clan that consists of these three other, like, goth kids. Okay. They find uh, a clan spot to hang out in. This is an abandoned building in the woods. They na- they rename it the Vampire Hotel, <laughs> where they get together, and they do their rituals, and they do their hard drugs, and they drink each other's blood, cool. and just vamp it up, baby. Cool. cool. Great. Sounds like the times. At some point. Mm. They have to, as a family, meaning Rod's family, his mom, his stepdad, and his grandparents. Oh, the, the actual family. The family. The, the family. Family. They have to move back to Florida. Okay. So Rod's got to leave his clan. Mm, not okay. He just what? lost a clan, and now he's got to move away he's from the clan. He's got to move away from his clan. It's a lot. He moves to Florida. He meets these two girls, best friends, Janine and Heather. They hit it off. They're, like, enamored by Rod. He's so dark and mysterious and yes. edgy. And these are good girls, especially Heather. I didn't hear a lot about Janine's past, but I can tell you Heather comes from a loving family, loving parents, little sister. She was, I'm not going to give her the title because she doesn't really deserve it. But Heather is a big sister. Um, but yeah, all together, all around, like all American, Christian, happy. 
and I'm family. Sure, right. This is I'm looking for this because I don't know how to take Heather after watching the movie. And I think after the case, you don't know how to take her either. OK, good. Love it. So but that's her starting point. Yes. That's her origin story. Yes. She meets Rod. Rod starts dating her dating her bestie Janine, but she hits it off with him too. Okay. And things get a little murky in their relationships. I'm not sure if he dates them both at the same time. If at some point him and Janine break it off and he starts dating Heather. I don't know. I get so an incestuous vibe from the family clan of uh-huh. the vamps that yeah. they all kind of pass each other around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and Janine and Heather are not vamps. They're not part of the vampire world yet. They're not part of his clan. Mm -hmm. These are two girls that he meets in Florida that he hits it off with. Like I said, they kind of have, they're like girl crushing on him a bit. They got crushes on him. Again, would we ever just like share a guy like that? Just like... Hmm. I don't know. How enamored are we? That's the problem is we're so hard to impress. True. But I guess if there was somebody who we were both just like like googly-eyed over... And I get him this day and... Or just like the three of us hang out, maybe. Definitely when we were that young. I'm picturing us because they're like 13, 14 years old right now. We'd do anything stupid at that age. So, yeah. Okay. But that's the problem is even at that age, I can't picture either one of us being that that impressed by anybody. Yeah. Right by anybody. For sure. Good point. Absolutely. How do you impress a 12, 13 year old? Well, these girls who are from the, well, they're from Florida. It's a little bit wilder. Woo! But I just pictured like small town girls, mm-hmm. not a lot of like. And this guy's edgy. Yeah. Out of town. And, and yeah. probably like, I would imagine like cocky and a little oh, bit of an course. asshole. And He's been around for 500 years. Definitely right. gives me like Damien Eccles vibes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get, I get, I guess where they're coming from. My point is, I'm not sure about the romantic situation. It kind of feels like he's dating both of them. And that, I get that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very bad influence on our sweet Heather, who starts also dressing goth and listening to this hard, dark music and doing this gothy shit with mm-hmm. her new friend, Rod. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Rod's mom, Sandra, tells them, that, you know, they have to move back to Murray, Kentucky. Oh, my gosh. Rod's pissed. Of course. He doesn't want to leave. How dare they? He's got two girlfriends. Right. Who are obsessed with him. Of course. He's in Florida, which has to be for what he's into better than Kentucky. Yeah. So they get into a fight. <laughs> There's reports that get into, like, like uh, he pulls a knife on his mom, like the little fucking psychopath yeah. he is. And then Sandra, being the original psychopath, pulls a knife out on him, and they have like Just have a mother-son yes. knife off, which I know is not funny, but it really makes me laugh yeah, a lot to I picture would, in my I, head. Right, I'd pay money to see it. They go back to Kentucky. Is his mom also a vampire at this point too? Because then is she have, still right? vamping yeah, it up? The two vampires. If have. she's not still vamping it up, she's definitely like. You know, adjacent, because you got to remember his stepdad's into all that shit. Yeah, He's into the rituals and the yeah, yada, yada, uh-huh. yada. And you do see his mom and um, the interviewer for the documentary, that Real Stories documentary. Yep. And she is definitely still, she's dressed in all black. Okay. She's got the black dyed so hair. De- yeah, two vampires out there. Just vamping yeah. it up, knifing it up, about to knife each other. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. They move back to Murray, Kentucky, Rod. Picks back up with his clan. He starts dating a girl in his clan named Charity, mm-hmm. even though he's still 
in a relationship with the girls in Florida. Uh huh. There is another girlfriend that I'm not even going to mention. I didn't even write down her name, but there's another girlfriend out there. Yes, there is. Who he like ends up breaking it off with and like threatening to like kill her unborn child. That's not his. But anyways, okay. He, he's he's a player. Yeah. He's out there. Pl- yeah. Spreading his vamp seed. Right. Growing his clan, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> this clan, um, he ends up. Again, there's no proof of this. Somebody breaks into the local dog shelter okay. where they torture, no. I think, upwards of 40 dogs. No. Um, they find some of the dogs murdered in the woods. Uh, they find other dogs with broken legs and <sighs> broken ribs and just all around fucked up, disgusting. I'm going to say it right now. Thank God this was not in the fucking movie. Horrific oh, things. No. <laughs> the no. movie finally did you a thank favor. God. Awful. The locals and the police obviously suspect it might be Rod and his clan. <laughs> I wonder why. But there's no like hardcore proof of this. Mm-hmm. At this point, by the way, Rod has like really spiraled into like beyond hard to deal with. He's violent and aggressive and you- not really standing for like the vampire code. He's got a million girlfriends. What's all the aggression, dude? Like, <laughs> I think he's just like maybe an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. They got to get out of town <laughs> because of the dog situation. They got to get out of there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heather, who's still talking to Rod, her behavior has also spiraled past where her parents can uh, believe is acceptable. So they're like, you got to stop talking to this guy. Yeah. He's like vampire friends you have these goth friends you have they it's too much you gotta stop talking to them she tells rod this that her parents are trying to keep her from him and that they're also like mistreating her and blah 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 blah. he's not having that rod wants to go save her Mm -hmm. from the clutches of her parents evil right vile parents she basically tells him that'll never happen you're gonna have to kill him to get me away from them Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming she means in a flippant way. Like she doesn't mean it in a serious way. She means like it's that's how impossible of a thing that that would be to have happen. Exactly. And Rod's like, okay, bet. (laughs) Watch this. Right. So he does talk about killing her parents. Nobody really takes him seriously. They think he's basically joking or like I said, being flippant, being extra. But he's got to get out of town anyways because it's a dog thing. So he convinces the three members of his clan, which is Charity, his right-hand man, Scotty, and another friend, Dana, to move with him to New Orleans, where they are much more vampire-friendly. It's like the vampire capital of the world is New Orleans, right? Yeah. But first, they got to stop by Florida and pick up his girls, <clears throat> because they got to right. rescue Heather from her parents. Right. The whole drive to Florida, he's like spiraling having these like weird manic episodes he's self-harming by cutting himself and like just being a weird just being hard to deal with yeah great we're all stuck in the car with this fucking guy Mm -hmm. story of his life they make it to florida and they go to his ex shannon's house Mm -hmm. she's first of all surprised to see him yeah second of all she's a little taken aback because last time she saw rod when he was in florida he still had his 
like natural strawberry blonde hair. Yeah, he was into like, you know, like death metal and stuff. But mm-hmm. now he's got this long, greasy dyed black hair. They're yep. wearing like fucking trench coats and yep. canes and top hats and like full oh, yeah. blown 500 year old vampire vibes. Absolutely. And so she's a little taken aback. But she lets them in. They She allows them to take showers and kind of regroup. I didn't know vampires had to shower. Okay. <laughs> These ones do. Yeah. They get a hold of the girls, Janine and Heather. And they all meet up where they finally perform the blood drinking vampire ritual. And Heather is now officially a vampire. <sighs> And Rod is the one that sired her, so she officially belongs to Rod. Dang. They make a plan for the following night. Heather is going to sneak out of her house and run away with her new vampire clan to New Orleans. Totally. (laughs) On November 25th, 1996. Isn't this like Thanksgiving? Hmm. It is. It's if it's not Thanksgiving, it's right around Thanksgiving, right? Which would be me and my holiday dyslexia. Go me. Yeah, but that would be why it reminds us of episode whatever. Let's mm-hmm. get basted. There we go. Because I saw that and I was like, oh, this could have totally been a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Rod and Scotty take get ready, B. Ten strips of acid each. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. What planet? What planet would you be on? The vampire planet. (laughs) Planet vamp. Wow. Incredible. In all fairness, I don't know about Scotty, but Rod has had a pretty heavy drug addiction for years now. So I think his tolerance is probably pretty high. Mm -hmm. But they take 10 strips of acid before going to pick up Heather, who does sneak out of her family's house around nine o'clock with a duffel bag filled with her clothes and belongings. Problem is, the car they're in has a flat tire. Mm. So they're going to need a new car. Yep. Where are they going to get a new car? They're going to take Heather's parents' car. They're going to steal it. Yeah. No big deal. So Heather's like, all right, fine. Go sneak into my parents' house and get the keys. Oh. They're like, okay, we'll go get the car and we'll meet up with you guys. I don't know. Because God forbid she just get the keys. Right. Yeah. I know the head is a big, major loophole in this plan. Okay. I'm not sure what happens to the clan. I have a feeling they drive on their flat tire back to, I believe it's Shannon's house. Okay. While the boys are going to sneak into the house on all this acid, get the keys, super stealth, take Heather's parents' car and dip. Okay. That's the plan. Sure. They start doing their reconnaissance around the house. They see that dad is laying on the couch watching TV. Mom is in the kitchen making coffee at nine o'clock at night. I'm not one to judge, but my kind of girl. I know. And sis is nowhere to be found. Okay. They sneak in through the open garage doors. Again, would never happen in my house, but everyone's different. They sneak in through the garage where Rod stops to pick up a crowbar, which feels like a weird decision to make if all you're doing is to go in and get car keys. Can I just stop you and say mm-hmm. how proud you must be that you needed to break into my garage this weekend and you couldn't? And I couldn't. I tried to get into your house to get some ice mm-hmm. because you were out of town. And I'm like, oh, easy. Go through the garage. Nope. All the doors were locked. Mm-hmm. Side doors, back doors, front doors. I've never been prouder. 
it just sucks. But then I had, I had to, to be you. But then I had to go drive to get ice. That's okay, though. I'd rather your house be safe. <sighs> we almost thought about it because lose all the only way in is through the dog door. And the only one that can fit in that is her. And I'm like, do we send Zoe in through the dog door and hope she can unlock a garage door? Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Knowing her when it happened, she'd just be in there playing with she'd all of my She'd get so toys. distracted, she'd be gone. Yeah. And, and we couldn't get nope. to her because the door's locked. And Mimosa's in there with all of her fucking friends. Dead huh? animals. <laughs> uh, anywho. <sighs> these people, though, have no problem getting into the house. They stop. They grab a crowbar. They get in. They start with Heather's dad, who has the TV all the way up super loud so he doesn't hear them come in behind them, where Rod proceeds to hit him on the head with the crowbar from behind. He hits dad about 22 times with this crowbar. So crazy. Sees that dad is still breathing, turns the crowbar around to like the flat mm-hmm, edge mm-hmm, and stabs dad mm-hmm. in the heart, killing him. Mom comes in with her coffee. She can't hear anything because of the TV. Mom comes in with her hot coffee to see what's ha- just happened. Scotty, who's supposed to be in the charge of containing mom, He's is so in a high. panic. Yeah. Well, and he freezes. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. So he's just standing there frozen. Mom sees what's going on. She's a badass bitch. So she throws her hot coffee into Scotty's face. Yes, she does. And then turns around and claws at Rod's face and eyeballs with her nails get it girl get it girl you badass but unfortunately she was still no match for rod who snaps and beats her with the crowbar about 20 times eventually severing her brainstem yep. and killing her yep they then proceed to take food money and the car keys from the house but before they go rod lights up a cigarette and burns the letter v into the dad's chest to stand for his vampire name, what was it? Vitiligo. <laughs> Vladimir. Vi- Viagra, whatever it is. Val. Carves that into dad's chest. Rest in peace, Heather's mom and dad. That fucking sucks. It's right. awful. The boys take the car and meet up with the rest of the clan who are surprised to find them looking a tad freaked out and <laughs> shirtless. Ooh, but okay. they're like look we got the car we got some cash let's just dip so the clan all gets together to drive to new orleans janine smartest cookie of the bunch decides to stay back so good for you janine she probably realizes could, something's wrong wow to be janine now like, to be janine who stayed behind and to be to be um what's his ex's name shannon right who had so them at the house fucking happy to get these people out yeah. of her house uh-huh. can you imagine how happy you'd be for them to leave your house yes oh my god thank god get out so they start driving to new orleans in the meantime heather's sweet little 17 year old baby sister Comes home from cheerleading practice to find her parents okay. dead. Okay. She calls the cops. A manhunt starts. And we're kind of going from there. Mm-hmm. Once our group hits New Orleans, which isn't... I'm not sure what part of Florida they're in. But I know um, Lou and I have a friend who lives in Florida. And he's only a couple hours away from New Orleans. Yeah. So depending on what part of Florida you're in, you're not too far away from New Orleans. Yeah. So they make it to New Orleans. They're... Hiding out there, he finally tells Heather what actually went down at the house. She says later that she was very shocked and terrified and was, like, so scared she couldn't 
think of what to do next. Mm-hmm. But the after finding out the truth, the whole clan stays together. So whether they stay together out of loyalty to their 500-year-old vampire leader or if they stay together because they're too scared to do anything else, right. who knows? Yeah. But the, the clan is still together in New Orleans until three days later, they're out of money. So Charity calls her grandma to ask for money. Okay. Grandma hangs up and immediately calls the police. Go grandma. And they are arrested in New Orleans shortly thereafter. Love it. February 12th, 1998, 17-year-old Rod pleads guilty to, I think it's like two counts of first-degree murder. Okay. Um, he does state, though, that the other people in his clan besides Scotty are innocent and they had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. The defense tries to go for the crazy angle. It doesn't hold up. And he is eventually sentenced to death, making him at the time he was 18 when he was sentenced to um, death row in Florida, making him the youngest death row inmate of all time okay. in Florida. That okay. record has not held up. They've gotten someone younger since then, but... I don't know how, Florida. though. It must be by, like, months, because you can't be 17 on death row, can you? Maybe uh, you can be in Florida. I was going to say, Florida is a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole nother country. Scotty is sentenced to life in prison, but he's eventually resentenced to 40 years, which at the time of his resentencing, he was credited with 22 years already served. So he'll actually be up for release in 2031, so in 10 years. Charity and Dana both got charged with lesser crimes. Charity being sentenced to 10 and a half years and Dana being sentenced to 17 years. Rod is sentence of death is eventually resentenced to life in prison. Uh And that's where he is now serving a life sentence. And Heather is eventually cleared of all charges in her parents' murders. And that is the case of the vampire clan killings of Florida. Yep. What do you think, B? Like I said, the fact that this is even real blows my mind. So we obviously have lots of West of Satanic vibes. The Let's Get Basted episode was because it is a- around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And the other one, the Treehouse Murder Spree, I don't know what it was. Something about like... Killing the parents and then like running off like in a car and yeah. being teenagers just kind of reminded me of, I can't remember their names now, but that couple. Kevin Spacey. No, Kevin. No, not Kevin Spacey. Oh, Michael Douglas oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Loretta Sissy, Lynn. No, Sissy Spacey. Yeah, but she plays Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Uh, and I had mentioned, we took a little pause there for a second. Uh, it reminded me of Three's a Company. Three's a company. <laughs> Three's a company. Three's a crowd. Our Bobby Three's Kent episode. Very recent episode. Company too. Okay. Let's get to my movie. Vampire Clan. We are opening with like old grainy VHS-y type home movie clips. Okay. Of kids. Like misfit looking kids, mm-hmm. right? Not super gothy, not super vampy, just like misfit looking kids hanging out at a park. Alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, let's just note 2002, this came out when we were in high school. I know. And we've never heard of it. Never. And mm-hmm. we love vampires. I know no one in this movie. Not yeah. one. 
Mm-mm. Probably a straight to VHS release. Probably. Um, as the opening credits continue, those images become a lot darker, mm-hmm. more like orgies and oh. blood sucking Ooh. and drug taking and it sounds fun all like but like you're saying like these shacks in the woods like, yeah that really <laughs> really mm. drops it down for, like give me a, a shitty motel room maybe May- yeah <laughs> but yeah a shack in the woods a dark like yeah. sexy vampire mm. lounge that's really somebody's mom's basement right. you know so it's 1996 in eustis florida we see a couple parked Lover's Lane style. Hey. Okay. That's a lot of episodes. Uh-huh. In the middle of the no in the middle of nowhere, it's like nighttime. She promptly kicks him out of the car, realizing how late it is. Like, oh fuck, I gotta bounce. She puts on like her waitress uniform because she's like, I told my parents I'd be at work. Mm-hmm. Sneaks in. Sees that Pops has fallen asleep in his chair watching TV. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yes, I'm good. She sneaks upstairs, gets into her room, changes into like her little nightgown and goes to make a call on the landline. Yep. It's been cut. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. She assumes that this is because her mom and her little sister mm-hmm. have been fighting about the phone bill. Okay. Right? Like, she's been using it to talk to boys. They're not having it. So she pulls out her cell phone to call her boyfriend to be like, hey, I made it home safe. And he's like, okay, well, why are you calling me from your cell phone then? She's like, the line's been cut. And he's like, well, don't you think that's odd? She's like, no. Just because my sister and my mom, whatever. And he's like, All right. She goes downstairs into the kitchen, whatever, snack. Mm-hmm. thirsty who knows sees the trail of blood oh shit that leads to her mom's body oh my god <clears throat> so her mom is played by mimi craven okay west craven's daughter ex-wife oh who played the nurse administering the sleep study on Nancy in yes. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1. Fantastic. Right, and we have a Nightmare on Elm Street episode, so drink up, bitches. Yeah, that's right. B's birthday episode. So Big Sister is screaming for her dad to wake up. At this point, she realizes now that he, too, is also dead. Mm-hmm. Face smashed to shit. Oh, to fuck. fucking shit. Do they show it? They do. Oh, my God. Again, she runs upstairs, locks herself in her room, uses her cell phone to call the cops. And the dispatcher asks, could the killer still be in the house? At which point she brings a mirror to use a shard of glass as a weapon if necessary. Is that easier than going and getting a knife? Right. Well, she's already in her room at this point. Oh, she's back in her room. Sorry. She's upstairs, locked herself in the room. She's got the mirror. The police find her in her room, and the first thing they ask is, where's your sister? Mm -hmm. The cops assume that little sister Heather 
So she's not the big sister in this. Oh, she's the little sister. Interesting twist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Makes her younger, more vulnerable. Oh, wait. That's I think that's true in real life, too. And I fucked up. No, 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 you're right. I just saw that her sister was 17 and my brain went to little sister. But yeah, because Heather's like 14 messing Mm -hmm. around with Rod, who's like 17. Okay. So yes. So let's just say this now. (laughs) Heather's badass big Big sister sister comes home from cheerleading practice to find her parents. Yes. Heather is the piece of shit little sister. Yes. I am so sorry. I retract everything. Amazing. Also, I will say everything up until this point giving me very much scream vibes oh, very yeah. nev campbell and scream yeah absolutely i can't so, believe i fucked that up uh, who cares <sighs> that's what this is all about that's yeah, the best right. part okay all right so they assume that heather's been kidnapped but they are soon informed by friend janine that heather ran off with the killers at this point i haven't seen heather but heather is played by or sorry i guess it's not that she's played by i just thought it was interesting that her name was heather and heather langenkamp is the the person in freddy krueger the main chick right i just had to throw that back in there okay i, I gotta make my connection all these freddy connections exactly um but so she's heather in the movie but her actual name in real life kelly krueger <laughs> Stop it. No. What is going on here? That's why, like, all the connections in my brain as I'm watching and, like, looking at the IMDb. It's just, like, what is happening? Uh-huh. So, yes, she is Heather in the movie, which is Heather in the actual Nightmare on Elm Street, but in real life, Kelly Krueger. She's a Krueger. So. Couldn't, wow. Couldn't leave that one out. Janine gives not only the names and the descriptions, everything to police, um, Says Rod Farrell, some guy by the name of Scott, and two girls, Charity and Dana. Yep, all the names are right. Yep. They ask why Heather would do something like this. And Janine simply says, they're vampires. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Obvi. So back at the crime scene, the medical examiner has arrived and she finds what appears to be like a fang. Like, remember in high school, the goth kids would get the ones you could like yeah. mold oh, yeah. to your teeth. So it's like a mold. It's also my husband's go-to Halloween costume because he hates figuring out Halloween costumes. Yeah. So he gets the moldable fangs mm-hmm. and then he just still dresses like himself. Yeah. He's like, but I'm a vampire. See? Okay. Anyways. So now brace yourself for this. Okay. This medical examiner, she's played by Yvette Nepar. Okay. She's in the TV adaption, Freddy's Nightmares. What is going on? How did you figure all this out? Oh, my God. (laughs) From 1988 to 1990. And now I feel like it's something I need to have Nick find for me because I didn't know they made Freddy into like a... TV no, show. it reminds me of like it, right? When they had the it TV show. I think that's it for my Freddy references, but still. All right, so what are we naming this episode? Like <laughs> the, the Kruger clan? <gasps> Freddy Kruger clan? No, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. Uh, but Kruger clan would be a clan of Krugers. Right. <laughs> uh, so the medical examiner does describe how Mr. Wendorf suffered 22 blows to the head. That ultimately resulted in his death. Mrs. 
did put up the fight, the coffee, the whole thing. Um, and they do note how her brainstem is almost completely cut through, like practically decapitated. Jesus Christ. The amount of effort it would take to do that with a crowbar. Yeah. Crazy. The bull- We always talk about that, right? We talk about these guys, like when Ted Bundy went on his the, rampage. These kids are already high. So like he's already got that. And, and then, then he's the got that like psychopathic mm-hmm. He energy. fucking killed a kitten and dog so it's like this is his first real kill he's just getting off on it yeah police receive a tip from dana's mom Mm -hmm. not grandma but mom she agreed to wire the money and the clan of vampires is found at like a cash and carry type situation like i don't know where you go to get wired money in the middle of the night right right the real upstanding looking place Mm mm-hmm I love that when the cops enter the building, they're like, guns drawn. It's very dramatic. And Rod just walks up in his trench coat, just like, what, motherfuckers? I'm immortal. And, like, puts his head right up to the gun barrel. Oh, And, like, okay. flicks his cigarette at them. Oh. Just all cocky as shit. And... Imagine believing your own hype. All right, you can't stop much. me, you mere mortals. Oh, Locked in the back of the cop car, Rod is telling one of the cops that he needs to see his girlfriend because she's knocked up with his baby and he's willing to offer a full confession. Just like, let me see my girl. I'll yeah. Tell you whatever the fuck you want to know. It's not a big deal. Okay. Like, what are you going to do to me? I'm 500 years old. Right. Well, uh, when he's not given what he wants, he's not happy with the officer that's responsible for him. And you already brought this up totally in a different way but the officer watching him is officer dewey as in like deputy dewey wow what is going on at the station rod is in for questioning they ask him all about this place called the vampire hotel that's his headquarters where they're free to be their true selves and police are like all right bro Like, what makes you so different from everybody else? Why are you so special? Vampire. The Black Mass. Oh, yes. That you mentioned earlier. That satanic celebration of blood and sacrifice and physical abuse. He's like, that's how I was brought into this world. What else could I be Mm. if not a vampire? Okay. Right. Pretty exciting. Right. He um, briefly mentions his mom, Basically, that he's so embarrassed by her. Not that they got into a fucking knife fight. (laughs) But that he's embarrassed by her. That he decides that it's time to run away from home. And he picks up his friends. And they hit it to his ex-girlfriend, Heather's house. So I guess they're like kind of combining her with Shannon. What was that? I guess. Right. He's got so many damn girlfriends right. and ex-girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep them all straight. And I do, at this, Charity's all pissed off. She's fucking knocked up with this baby. Oh, so Charity's the pregnant one in this yes. one. Yeah, in real life, it's a another, another girl. But they right. probably didn't want to bring right. in extra another, people. Yeah, let's just add it in. Mm-hmm. He tells Heather to cut class and meet them in the woods. And in a flashback, we see the older sister, Jenny, at school. 
confronting Heather in the parking lot. Jenny's like driving out because she's a senior or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, where the fuck do you think you're going? And Heather's like, well, you're clearly cutting class too, Jenny. So like, do you want to be the narc or am I going to be the narc? Oh. Like, let's just not call each other out. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Jenny had the opportunity had she known, but God forbid she doesn't know she's her little sister is going to meet up with a fucking vampire. Yeah. Like, how are you supposed to exactly. jump to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. While walking through a cemetery, Rob jumps out and scares Heather, but she's so excited to see him. She runs and jumps into his arms. Oh, wow. And I'm very reminiscent of like some Twilight fucking bullshit. <laughs> like this romanticized vampire yeah. in a cemetery. Like, oh, Rob. That's so funny. Uh, he asks if she's thirsty before cutting his arm open. And with like a long black nail and offering her a drink and she takes it. And even though she's drinking the blood, it's like it's made clear that she's not really a true believer. Mm -hmm. Right. She's she's in it for him more than the vampire thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's trying to convince her to run away with him. And they and she jokes like over my parents dead body. Right. You know, and that's when he offers to kill them. And she's like, absolutely not. It's just a figure of speech. Shut the fuck up. Doesn't even think twice about it. But what do you expect when you're dating a 500-year-old vampire? Right. I mean, of course. He's got to do what he's got to do. Next thing we know, Heather is now being questioned by police. And according to her, Rob's the only person who's ever, like, really understood her really seen her oh yes she's so dark and mysterious so when he happens to call her that night and tells her like it's time you need to run away with me yes who is she to question so amazing and romantic right so she packs up her shit and she like writes a goodbye note And Rod waits in the darkness from across the street. And he and Scott, I never see them do drugs. Mm -hmm. Never. Interesting. Yeah. He doesn't have long hair or anything. He's got like shortcut hair. Rod, or no, Scott's fucking weird. Scott's off. Oh. I thought something was up with him, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they were on drugs. Yeah. So they're watching for Heather to leave. And as she leaves, that's when they make their move. Got it. So at this point, it's as if Heather doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. And so they walk that. It's so hard because Heather will claim up and down that she did not know that. And this is from her point of view that I'm reading from at this point. So Mm -hmm. when she's testifying and in real life, when she talks about it, she air quote had no idea that they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. They were just supposed to get the keys or whatever. But then it's like, like you said, why couldn't she have just snuck the keys out? It's why would she send sus. two teenage vampires uh-huh. to get the keys? And I didn't mention it, but they came in originally with like wooden clubs. And once they got into the garage, yeah. Rod traded Saw. his for the crowbar. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why'd they have the wooden clubs if all they were going to do? And it's interesting that you keys. say that because I don't think I wrote it down. Um, Scott initially finds a baseball bat. Yeah. And Rod's all like, 
bro, what the fuck are you going to do with a baseball bat if he has a gun? We need this. We need a fucking crowbar. Yeah. So you can take, I mean, who knows if Heather knew or not, yeah. but. Right in the front yard, Scott and Rod cut each other's wrists and drink from each other's blood as if to become one. Beautiful. How <laughs> romantic. Before entering the open garage where they find the crowbar and go inside. <clears throat> According to Heather, she's telling police that she only thought that Rod and Scott had gone in or not to go. They, she didn't even know that they were going into the house that she, they had gone to pick up Janine. Yes. Right. Okay. She's like the she was waiting with the other girls and she was only agreeing to do this if they brought Janine along. And so she was under the impression mm -hmm. that they had gone to get Janine. OK. OK. That she didn't even know they had gone back into the house. Got it. OK. But we see inside the house that Rod and Scott have found the dad sleeping in the chair just as Jenny had assumed he was. And the next thing we know, we're back in the car where we see Heather with the two girls. And she's starting to freak out as Rod and Scott drive away in her parents' car. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, we're out. Like, we're just going to follow them. We'll figure it out once we get there. And they take off towards New Orleans. And at this point... Heather, like, it does appear like she has no idea what's going on, but the person who's playing Heather, either they're a bad actress or they're playing her to have very shitty, like, no emotion. Oh, Like, she's very cold mm. in the movie as she's saying all of this to police. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying it. In the car, because, again, from her point of view, we are being told that the other girls are trying to calm her down. <clears throat> Dana's telling her, nothing's about you anymore from here on out. Everything's what's best for the family. Yep. And you don't have family anymore, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. What she doesn't understand at this point. When that doesn't work, pregnant charities like, dude, we are literally the only family you have. Your parents are dead. And again, Heather's just like, oh, it's a bad joke. Like, she's just bitter, whatever. Right. During the drive, we see Heather try to escape twice. And when I say try... <laughs> so once she threatens Scott with like a pocket knife, but barely... So he easily grabs right. it from her and is yeah. like, bitch, come on, get get in the back of the car. Right. Like, just stop. What are you even trying to do? And then they run out of gas and they have to pull over on the side of the road and a cop pulls up and you see her like go to jiggle the handle like this is this is my time. Like mm -hmm. I can run. But of course, when she goes to grab the handle, like Rod's already there, like walking up to the side of the car, like looking at her like really. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but you could still get out of the car and yell for help. So, like I said, tried. 
And even police are confused at this point. Like, if you really wanted to escape, like, was it really that hard? Right. And she argues, well, what would you tell a car full of vampires? Oh, my God. (laughs) She's like, how do you walk away from a car full of vampires? They're fucking immortal. They're like 500 years. Girl, (laughs) if you don't stop (laughs) believing that these people are actually vampires. But that's just it. Like, we know she doesn't. Like, she even said, like, she was into the licking of the blood or whatever. But we know she knows this is all bullshit. Right? Yeah. But what would you do in a car full of vampires? Oh, my God. <clears throat> in a flashback, we finally see Rod smash the fuck out of the dad's face with the crowbar. As the mom is upstairs showering, mm-hmm. like she's in the shower. When the mom finally goes into the kitchen and makes the coffee or whatever, Rod's basically already waiting for her. Okay. And um, she tries to grab a knife, but it's too late. And all the while, Scott's just like standing in like the opening, like the entryway. Yeah. Just like looking around. Just yeah. Like a weirdo. So again, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy. It makes a <laughs> lot more sense to me now. Yeah, yeah. But he's just like, mm-hmm. that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the mom gets like her final blow and she's like slumping down to the kitchen floor, Rod leans in to lick the blood off the side of her face. Mm-hmm. And whispers into her ear, you taste just like your daughter. Ew! Uh, You fucking scumbag. What a piece of shit. Before they leave, Rod uses a cigarette to burn a symbol into the dad. Okay. I couldn't couldn't figure out what the symbol was. You didn't mention it. Yes, I did. It was a V. Oh. In the real life case, it was a V for vitiligo or whatever. Oh, for his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then now I'm looking at it. It could totally be a V. Anyway, I thought it was like like a star. I was thinking like yeah. a. And they, they kind of changed it for the movie because did yeah. they ever say his vampire name? No. So then they probably just changed it to some sort of symbol because yeah. you wouldn't know what the V stood for. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. But yeah, he needed to leave his mark. Yes, of course. His calling card. Rod gives all of these gruesome details to Heather, and it's only then that she finally believes. What's happened to her parents? Yeah. Okay. Again, we see Rod in questioning, confirming all these details for police and giving his full confession very casually. Like, yeah, I smashed their fucking heads in. No big deal. Fantastic. It's what we do. Still, it's not adding up for police. Like, why all of this? Like, it's not because of the car. You didn't steal a bunch of shit from the parents. Like, this seems a little aggressive. Also, if you were a vampire, you probably wouldn't need to beat them with a crowbar. They're like, this is a lot. But do you know what I mean? He didn't think that logic through. Like, a real Mm. vampire could kill them in, like, two seconds and not even break a sweat. Yeah. Heather's claiming at this point that she's kind of, like, tapped out on reality. Goes numb. Until the cops. I fight. can't imagine where you're at as Heather right now. Right. <laughs> like, she's finally realizing, like, okay, my parents are fucking dead. I'm with these lunatics. Yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. She's done. 
Um, and again, we're like back in the police headquarters and you almost want to have sympathy for her, but they don't really have any closure in the movie. All we get are these ending notes. Okay. As she's like walking out of the room where police are just kind of like, well, I I mean, I guess we'll let you go, right? So we're seeing Dana plead guilty. She gets 17 and a half years. Charity pleads guilty, gets 10 and a half years. Scott pleads guilty, life in prison. And obviously, we know Rod pleads guilty. And he was first sentenced to death by electrocution Mm -hmm. and then obviously now reduced to life without possibility of parole. And it says that Heather was brought before the grand jury and they failed to indict her. So she was cleared of any wrongdoing. But the last fucking thing they put is that Heather and Jenny both inherited a million dollars. Oh, from the death of their parents. Wow. Even so, Heather? So the way that they made her look so fucking cold and like... It was all a setup, you think? I That's what I don't know. And okay. I was hoping that you were going to clear it up for me. Nobody and- ever mentioned... I mean, I can, I'm, I'll can. i Google it right now. Yeah. But I did not hear or see any mention of it. Because the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm just like, I don't like this girl. Like, something seems really off. Besides all the obvious things that are off with her. And, like, even the parents talked mad shit about the older sister. Like, oh, at least she's not Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like, fucking poor Jenny. With her vampire little sister and her parents getting fucking smashed as shit. So it sounds like they kept it really close to the case. Yeah. What do you What do you give them? I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. Only because the movie was garbage. The movie itself, just the movie in general, was just bad. All right. Yeah, the movie was bad. Did but you yeah. enjoy it at all? Once they finally like. The killing of the parents was fairly brutal, but it's just a lot of these stupid fucking kids in a car and I can't handle these stupid fucking kids. Just like I couldn't handle um, episode three is a crowd, right? I got so mad at those kids. Right. I just hated everything about that movie and how dumb those kids were. And it was very similar. Just like, oh my God, you guys stop being so fucking dumb. Like, you can be vampires. That's fine. Just don't be these vampires. <laughs> Again, I just looked it up. What is this on? This is on the Daytona Beach News Journal. Mm. No mention. They do the whole story. I scanned it, scanned it. No mention of an inheritance. That's okay. And I even Googled her name's Heather Wendorf. Heather Wendorf then that's inheritance. The name. Yeah, the same name, everything. So they did. They kept all the facts very close. Uh, and there then, might be something about inheritance and nobody knows. Yeah. Besides the people who did the research for but the movie. But I do appreciate how the movie makes her look a little sus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So three and a half knives. Yeah. My look of the week is one of... The first images, like when you image the movie. Yeah, it's like almost like the cover of the DVD or something. And to be fair, I don't even know who that girl is. 
That's not even one of the actresses? No, like she's one of them, but I don't, I can't tell you who. Like, I don't know if it's Heather or Charity or Dana. That's so funny. That's so funny. They all look alike. They do. Uh huh. You got to draw on my face. Do you see? Because she has some kind of weird tattoo on her face. I don't know if it's her, their clan symbol uh-huh. or what it is. But, you know, it's very Stussy-like. So and we I'm just went Stussy. a little concerned that my face is going to get stained red again because I smeared Hopefully. A, a lot of red lipstick all around my mouth. Hopefully it does. And I'd like to bite your arm. Okay, yeah, we could do that. And then you have on, like, your really dark, heavy eyeshadow oh, and yeah. eyeliner. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, we'll we'll remake the little. I'm assuming it's like the movie cover. Because there was another movie cover with like four of them and like a lot of heavy like white face paint. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot. Like you're like, no, no. If I'm not a clown, I'm not doing all of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, today was a light, easy episode. Um, we'll figure out what to do for next week. Easy breezy. You can always see pictures of the case and pictures of Bee's Look of the Week and pictures from our personal lives on THC Podcast on Instagram. It's kind of the only social media I do unless somebody wants to teach me how to do Twitter because I don't know how to work it. I tried this weekend. It's a lot. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know what to do. I know. I just I, look I, at it and my brain goes fuzzy. I'm the same. I agree. Um, but we're going to call it a night because we have somewhere to be in the morning. Sunday. It's a Sunday. And we got stuff to do. And we will be back next week. Because we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thanks for everything. <laughs>